Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast, a show where you hear about inspirational and motivational stories from folks like you and I. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Daily Deal Podcast with Mike Pickles. And today, today, my friends, I have a fella here. He's the owner and president of Coast Longboarding, as well as the owner of Highlands Hostel. I have Mr. Bryson Stryker Lyons. Yeah! How you guys doing out there? Right on. Fantastic. You can tell he's all stoked. So, Bryson, 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 I got to tell you something that um, I I saw you, I don't know, a couple months ago on a buddy of mine's uh, Facebook, uh, Danny McGinnis. Oh, Damien. Awesome. No way. That's cool. Yeah. Let me give a shout out to Damien. Uh, him and I sort of work together, live together in Rankin Inlet um, up in Nunavut and Arviat. And uh, as okay. you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's an advocate for change. He's, a, he's just an all around great guy. So what happened there? What was that story there? How did you guys meet? Well, it's a long story, but I can cut it into when I first met him. Um, I was pushing across the country against breast cancer promoting four other skateboarders that were skating from east to west that asked me to promote them um and their cause so when i said yeah i'm gonna definitely do that um i started pushing well they wanted me to basically put on like a a finale in vancouver for them when they arrived and i was like well i'm gonna i'm gonna push the other way and i'm gonna promote you guys from west to east so when I finally made my way to the Cabot Trail, um, I rolled into the Red Shoe Pub and uh, for for a beer, and Damien was the bartender. <laughs> and he, so the yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, well, you couldn't have found a better guy. Good for you, Bryson. So yeah. Let's go backwards here a little bit. So longboarding. How did you get involved with that? Well. I guess it's gravity, you know, um, when I was a kid, we used to live on a hill and, uh, I, I guess so kindergarten grade one and two, um, we used to hike this hill on Opal street out of Williams Lake, British Columbia. And I used to pull a red wagon, one of those old red metal wagons with the bent handle and, uh, my buddy we, and a skateboard. So we would take turns. Uh, going down the hill, racing each other on skateboard and red wagon. And uh, we'd lay down head first on the skateboard or sit down and, and we'd try to smash each other and wipe each other out and win to the, to the bottom of the hill. So that's, uh, that's how it was. And, and uh, I think, you know, going from, I, I, that's tracing it back as far as I can, you know, gravity and uh, going downhill. So I think it all started from then. You said when you grew up. Where did you grow up, Bryson? I grew up uh, the first half of my life, early life in Williams Lake, British Columbia. It's a cowboy and First Nations town, rodeo town. It's the second largest uh, rodeo in all of Canada uh, next to uh, the Calgary Stampede. And then, um, then I finished the rest of my younger years on the Sunshine Coast in Pender Harbor 
British Columbia. And then uh, once graduated there, lived downtown Vancouver for 20 years on Thurlow and Pacific. So yeah, it's been, uh, and then, I mean, I've traveled the world. I've announced 180 skateboard events and uh, races around the world in 20 years. And I've been flown around the world to skateboard and got paid doing that. And so it's, I've kind of, I'm, I'm from everywhere. You know, I oh, feel okay. like. So yeah. skateboarding. So you did that or longboarding. You did that professionally then obviously, right? Yeah, I did it professionally. I did it for fun. Yeah. So we I would uh, get flown. We'd get flown to Australia and they, we would just skate and then we, they'd have videographers for us and photographers kind of documenting our trip. We would go to uh, skate shops in local towns and cities and sign autographs and then go for a skate with everybody and make videos for the company we were skating for, Land Yachts. Are you still doing that today? Uh, no, today I kind of turned the page, you know, it was 20 years of being on the road. I ran uh, tours too, so uh, every weekend from May till mid-September, and then a week in October, I'd have an RV uh, fully loaded with riders from all over the world, and I'd take them on adventures and stuff like that. So I kind of, yeah, and it was a new crew every week. It was probably like the original hostel, really. But uh, now, um, like, so I've kind of stepped away from being on the road and doing all that. But if they call, you know, I'm still uh, able to skate and and uh you know there there'll be something there'll be something for me where i'm sure they'll send me somewhere one of these days and but uh, my main job is just to build our museum at downhill now and kind of protect our history of canadian downhill skateboarding coast to coast and then legends of downhill worldwide so that's what we're kind of up to now so it's uh flipped the page a bit in my skateboarding life and yeah still contributing still uh we shut down the hostel here for the month of May every year, and I'm responsible for the oldest downhill skateboarding race in the world. There's no older downhill skateboarding race than mine. It's uh, the Attack of Danger Bay. So this year's the 19th annual. So we shut down for the month of May, and I run back and do that. And uh, it's a six-day event. We shut down two roads, and we build hay bales, uh, racetracks. We have a slide comp. We play skateboard hockey. We got 13 bands in a campground, a big international campsite. We do a long distance pushing race through the rainforest. And then you launch the finish line as a, you're going about 80 kilometers down a hill onto a wooden government wharf and you launch off into the Skookumchuck, the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, I'm, I still contribute. I still create, um, but uh yeah, it's uh, I'm up here in the Northern Highlands, the Cape Breton Island, and we're we're in our third year here. So I'm uh, we're done all our renos, you know, and now it's starting to I'm starting my brain is starting to move, and I'm starting to gear up for what's coming up next, you know. Um, pave the pave the road coming through the church here because we kind of live on a hill, and uh, the vision is to pave a road past the church here and then we can have a, a international race here in uh, Cape North and uh, have a little street party and I can announce from the bell tower I've never done that in the 180 events that I've announced so announce from the bell tower and then maybe work ourselves up to an international race on uh, Cape Smoky Mountain or somewhere in the national park and and uh, then you know the, the dream is to have a skateboard race in the Pacific Ocean 
a, skate, a world-class skateboard race on the Atlantic Ocean, and then this church and museum of downhill here at the top of the famous Cabot Trail. Wow, buddy. So you got lots going on. Now, you mentioned you flipped the page in your life there. So you're the owner now of Highlands Hostel. How did that story come about? How did that little journey happen? Yeah, well, I, you know, it was just traveling the world, staying in hostels. I, I mean, I remember I was in Africa and I went to this one hostel and the lady that was running it or owned it, she had a little boy there and he was just got to be about two or, th or must have been three or four years old running around. And we gave him a skateboard and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, this little, this little guy is growing up in a hostel environment and and yeah you know I, and I went into the hostel and they had a pool table and a bar and I was like man it was the only time I could ever think like out of all the hostels I've stayed in it was the only time I could really think like if I ever had a hostel you know I'd have a pool table and a sweet little bar like that and so yeah that's where staying in hostels so when switching the page over and moving here well as soon as I seen this church was for sale um I knew right away looking at it that when I seen inside that it was a hostel in the making like I and I looked to see where it was and it was at the top of the Cabot Trail and in the middle of a national park and I, I just couldn't believe it and yeah so that's pretty much how it went about um it was 13 years or I guess it was 11 it was 15 years ago now but it was 11 years um before I when I first met Damien in uh, Port Hood and then, you know, 11 years later, I, uh, I always swore I'd be coming back here. And when I came back, I, you know, I talked to a guy in Shetty Camp and I said, when I was first here, I said, you know, I'll be here one day. I'm coming back. And because I skated all the hills and I just, I fell in life. I skated all the hills. I went to the beach. It was like 21 degrees. I was like, the water was warm. The beach was super soft sands. The, it was like a world-class beach and I just couldn't believe it. The seafood was amazing and it was just like the fiddle music. And I went to an old barn and caught Buddy McMaster. And then he picked me up hitchhiking the next day and brought me to his house. I bought some CDs and he signed it. Like I just had the full Atlantic experience here. So I swore I'd be back to this uh, buddy of mine that I met in Shetty Camp that was taking me on all the hills. And I said, I'll be back one day. And when I come back, I'm going to bring a crew. And he says, well, when you come back one day, I'm going to have a hostel. And I was like, all right, man, we'll stay at your hostel. And he, and he said, yeah, well, he said, I'm going to name it the Rusty Nail. And I said, I'll see you one day. And so 11 years later, I knocked on his door with an RV full of professional riders. And, and I'm like, hey, do you remember me? And he's like, what? He's like, you got to be kidding. I'm like, yeah, man. Hey, you know, and here's my crew. You know, we got to, you know, so we had a bunch of riders coming out. From, we had J Japanese riders and Swedish and American and all over the place. And so, uh, yeah, it, it blew them away that I actually came back. And on that trip, I did the same thing that I did the first time I was here in Cape Breton was I went to the beaches and I made sure the guys slept on the beach. I made sure they went swimming in the 21 degree water. I made sure they ate their seafood. I made sure they skated all the hills. I made sure they got the Atlantic Canadian culture and the fiddle music and a fiddle party. We went to a Cayley and after doing it a second time, that was it. I was hooked. So when I went back to the West, I went back to the West and I looked online and this church was the first thing that popped up for sale and I couldn't believe it. That's amazing. You mentioned Port Hood. Yeah, the home of Al McGinnis. You, you've been some great spots, my friend. 
Oh, McKinnis is one of my favorite players, man. Like, I'm a Flames fan. Like, Darren Fleury, Al McKinnis. Yeah, the old <laughs> big guys, man. Gary Suter, Doug Gilmore. Shoots and scores! You know, like, <laughs> love those guys. Lanny McDonald. Like, yes, woo! Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, though, that you managed to find an old church and you made a hostel. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it brings you a sense of pride, too. Like, it sat here for, it's almost 100 years old, and there's been a few different owners over the years, and it, there was a time where it sat here, you know, no lights on and windows smashed. And, um, you know, for the first time in its almost 100-year history, we there's someone living in here. So that means the lights are on in the wintertime. So when locals are driving up Cape North Hill here, they, uh, they round the corner and this church is lit up. And I think, you know, it's kind of a, it's a sense of pride. I, I love that, you know, like in, in the hundred years or whatever it's been here, it's never been lit up in the winter. So now, you know, we shine on this corner in the wintertime and add a little light to the community. So, yeah. What, what an incredible story. Now, Bryson, you've already done like tons, tons of experiences. What's next for you, my friend? Uh, well, the Aussies keep bugging me. They keep calling me. I was supposed to go to Australia this year for the sixth time. They've flown me down there six, five times to announce a world-class event, uh, International Downhill Racing Federation or something like that. It's at Mount Panorama where they race these, I guess, F1 cars or crazy racetrack anyways so um yeah those guys are bugging me to get down there and that's always in the, in the off season um but i guess what's next for me for just getting this hostel going i mean like i said i want to pave the road um so we can hold the race here i want to hold a race and maybe in the national park or on ski cape smoky around that area there um yeah, just, uh, you know, I want to have uh, in the museum a downhill here. It's in the three levels of the bell tower. So you'll see the history of downhill skateboarding. And then in the attic. So when you walk through the attic, I want to get a, like a slide, like a, one of those McDonald's slides. You know, it's totally a, a circle. You're safe. You won't fall off it. And I want to have that come out in the back of the church. So after you climb up the bell tower and go through the, the museum you could slide out the backside back into the parking lot and maybe grab a hot dog and a beer or something you know but, uh, <laughs> sounds insane <laughs> and then tours you know I, I ran tours for you know seven years every weekend so um, I got a bus that's getting built right now in Kimberly BC and just uh, don't got a lot of money to finish the veggie oil part of it but it's going to be a veggie bus and uh, get that done so I can start running tours around the Cabot Trail and running tours out of the hostel, just kind of tweaking everything. Hey, like just, just uh, going to start tweaking all of it and just be more and, and just continue to make memories for my kids and kind of contribute to this community. And it, we got a small community, just Cape North is 80. I think with Dingwall, there's about 300 of us. And then we got, uh, you know, all the coves and the bays and stuff like that. There's little communities, pockets of small communities. So, we're all in the same boat. There's a lot of kids around here, so we're all going to raise these kids together you know, as, as a community. So just uh, being there to pitch in with that and help, uh, you know, raise my kids, but also my neighbor's kids and, you know, all do that together as parents and create good life for them. And 
I want to get a pump track in Dingwall. So all these kids with scooters and rollerblades and bicycles and um, roller skates and skateboards, you know, get a pump track in Dingwall so they can, there's nowhere you can ride your bike or do your scooters or skateboards around here. So I'll have a pump track where they can get out and play around. And it's not like your traditional skate park. It's more like you're rolling around and you could pump and get going faster and do turns and ups and downs and rollers. And so something like that would be pretty cool. I also want to do like a, um, we have in this, in the wintertime, we have the North Highlands Nordics. So there's a whole bunch of trails. Uh, it'd be pretty cool. I think we, we have a gypsum lineup here and uh, Frisbee golf is pretty big here in Nova Scotia and it's really big worldwide. I think that, we need to have like a, a world-class Frisbee golf course here in the gypsum mine. Cause you know, gypsum, it's kind of like a, it's, it feels like you're on the moon. It's like a white, I don't I don't even know how to explain what it is, but yeah, it, it's like white rocks or something. And, and you build a, a gyp rock and you can help build your walls and your houses and stuff like that. So it's, it, when you're out there playing Frisbee golf in this kind of like moon-like experience you know you're playing so i want to i want to get that going and uh just uh yeah we got the ski hill uh ski cape smokies going now so they're building a gondola and uh we we're really involved with uh you know taking part and in, in uh, supporting that and yeah there's just so much to do here you know just keep on trucking you know I'm really impressed with the, the Highlands uh, Hostel you mentioned. How can people, if they want to know more information about that, how can they reach out to you? You have a website? Like what, what's your yeah, you can reach out to us on uh, Facebook. Um, we got Highlands Hostel Facebook. Our website's um, highlandshostel.ca. Um, we have uh, Instagram. That's, I run the Instagram, so it's, it's pretty funny um we keep I, I do that every day we update that we have stories and stuff like that and we're pretty active on our facebook as well so any of any of those channels i think we're on twitter and uh yeah so all of that you know for sure i must say i really like your quote on facebook uh something like along the lines of uh do what makes you happy in life uh if you're not happy then change it and the last part was uh feel the fear and do it anyway yeah, that's from my uh, that's from my late my late mother. My mom passed away when she was fifty four years old of cancer, and that was one of her quotes that I remember. You know, it's like she'd been through a lot in her life, and she was only fifteen years older than me, right? She got pregnant when she was fifteen, so we were pretty close. But you know, she had to feel feel the fear in her life a lot of times, and you know, do it anyways, right? She, yeah, so she really uh, taught me a lot there. It's pretty sweet. So the church here, I kind of, it's dedicated to her, you know, it's it's her life kind of thing that I'm living the life that she would have loved to live, you know, by the beach and eating seafood. And so I kind of named this church Cindy, right? It's Highlands also, but the church itself, I, I named it after my mom. It's pretty cool. Nice. Very nice. So yeah. today we have the owner and president of Coast Longboarding, as well as the owner of Fantastic Highlands Hostel, Mr. Bryson Stryker Lyons. Bryson, do you want Woo. to give a shout out to anybody? Ah, uh, do I want to give a shout out to anybody? Wow, I mean, there's everybody. Uh, I'll start with the uh, North of Smoky community. The whole um, 
the whole community here north of Smoky. Um, when COVID first hit, we had to shut down and um, nobody really knew our financial situation. We put everything we had into the bell tower and then COVID kind of hit and then it left us in a pretty tricky situation. But, you know, the community, not knowing the situation we were in, uh, we, you know, we would walk outside our door and there would be like a, a turkey and then there'd be a sack of potatoes and a sack of onions. And then there was like a jar of um, cranberry sauce and a box of stuffing and then a bottle of wine. And then the next day, same thing, but from somebody else. And then a $200 gas card and a $200 food card and, you know, and then like cash and, and then more food and just, you know, it lasted for a month. And, you know, it was something that really got us through when we, we shut down for March, April, May, June, July, you know, that's four months. And we spent everything we had on the bell tower. We went into Christmas with nothing, you know, and the community, they, you know, everything that was left at our doorstep was, um, you know, pay it forward when you have the chance and, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that they, that was solid. That really showed that uh, the community cared and for it to like, it happened. It went for like three weeks. Like we would go outside and there would be just bags of food and even money, you know, like, so shout out to the community for really, um, you know, bringing us into their community, accepting us and, and, uh, you know, really, um, taking care of us like that. Uh, they, they didn't know where we were at, at that situation and it, uh, it saved us. So yeah, big shout out to the, to, you know, the Bay of St. Lawrence, Cape North, uh, Neil's Harbor, Dingwall, um, Iganish, um, all, all of the areas at White Point, you know, the whole community, South Harbor, um, Me Cove, Aspie Bay, all of it, you know, thank you guys. Absolutely, bar none. I know that you're in great hands and in, in, in such a great community and those fine folks of Cape Breton. So in the words of Bryson Stryker Lyons, remember to feel the fear and to do it anyway. Thank you, Bryson. Awesome, man. I got goosebumps all wet in my arms, my fingertips to my toes and my nose. <laughs> thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast and i hope you did be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends and remember you may be given a cactus in life but you don't have to sit on it